Welcome, jurors, to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will be examining the proposition of defunding or dismantling the police. Hey, uh, so can you guess which one of my assets has been paying off the most recently? No. Let me hear. My firearms. Oh, really? And why oh, is yeah. that? Well, you know, if, if they're going to get rid of the police, defund them, dismantle them, uh, you know, have them just all in one location dealing with riots and, and none of them are, are remaining to protect my house or anything like that, then it's up to me and my firearms. And you know what? I, I can see where you're going with that, but I don't think that we should even be considering dismantling the police, honestly. Like, it's, I think it's such a far reaction, which I guess I understand the emotion behind it, but it's, it's not the right reaction. It's not going to solve anything. Well, I mean, for me, it's going to solve a lot. It's, it's been a long time coming. I mean, look, do you like your money? Yeah, I do. Okay, so then let's get rid of the police because who takes your money? It's the police. When you, when you drive too fast, hey, thanks for driving fast. Now you owe us a few hundred dollars. When, when you cross the street, even though there's no cars around, but the little tiny man on the sign in front of you isn't there and it's replaced by, by a red hand, hey, thanks, now you're gonna give us $75, you know? When you need to go to court, which is already paid for by your taxes, they charge you again for parking, they charge you court fees, it's, it's so ridiculous. Government and police are just there to take your money. Well, we're not dismantling the government, and those are laws. So, pretty much, if I'm speeding and I want to keep my money, maybe I should just not speed. I mean, there's a reason why it's called speeding and why we shouldn't be doing it, right? In a residential community, I don't want people feeling that they're free to speed to their heart's content and they'll get to keep their money if it comes at the expense of a kid's life in the community because they were going too quickly. So we still need those laws. And people that are speeding in residential communities where kids are playing deserve to get fined. And if they're going too fast, deserve to get reckless driving and endangerment because they are recklessly pretty much putting people's lives at risk. So I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I think so, those laws should be upheld. So you have to be careful with that, right? Because when you say it's for the children, that's been used for, for many atrocities o over the, the history. Now, in addition to that, why do you have to find them? If, if, if somebody is driving recklessly and your goal is to solve that issue and make the road safer for everybody, why are you going to charge them money and let them on their way to keep driving recklessly? No, that's because their interest is not in safety, but in money. So what they do is they, they charge you money, let you on your way so that you can do it again, and they charge you more money. If they truly cared, they would not let you keep driving like they do with, with drunk drivers and things like that. They'll seize your vehicle, take away your license, and you can't drive anymore. But if they do that, they can't collect your driver's license fees. They can't collect your registration for your car fees. They can't collect your, your speeding fine fees. And I love that you've really started this, this debate off on this on this footing because it does stem to the problem that I'm having why I say I'm not for defunding or dismantling the police because the police isn't a problem. In this case, what we're hearing here is the government's the problem and the laws are the problem, not the police. The police is just the hired body that you put out on the, on the floor to, to pretty much enforce the laws. Yes, so, that's their extension. That's yeah. why they're a problem. So no, in that case, you do need them because hey, for all of those, if someone breaks into the 70-year-old single old woman's house 
then her alarm system kicks off. She does need someone to come by and help her. And you know who that is? The police. They do serve a purpose no, in society. Because that's been proven already. There was a woman who is elderly and she worked as a 911 police dispatcher. And when somebody broke into her home and she called the police, she locked herself in the bathroom and she called the police. And the 911 operator was super kind to her the entire time she was waiting on the phone for the police to arrive that didn't come in time while she was murdered by the guy who broke into her house. Now, if she had firearms, like I do, and like I tell people to, to have, she would have been able to solve the problem herself. No need for I'm, the police. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have a firearm. I'm not here going against Second Amendment. I think absolutely she should have a firearm. But you know what? Sometimes you need help. And it's good to have that body out there that's willing to help and you. And you know what help is available even faster than the police? Your neighbor, who in this scenario would also have a firearm. However, you know what? Neighbors are real flaky beings. Chances are it could be the neighbor that's breaking in, depending. I think having that body there to help you is necessary. Okay. I mean, but absolutely. When you, when you call that body, okay, they sometimes become the problem. Because I, there's plenty of instances where the police have been called to save somebody's life, and instead they murdered that person. Absolutely, and what I would be interested in seeing right now, which, I mean, they don't publicly publish all those data points, right? How many times do they successfully help versus how many times have they been unsuccessful and led to one of these issues? Because in this case, it is a horrible issue where no one can... 99% of the time, they make the situation worse. <laughs> Because anybody in that, in that I position... Mean, I love statistics and I love when you can arbitrarily throw a number out there. 99% of the time, it's incorrect. Maybe sure. 99% or 1% of the time. But they're always wrong. Because their job is supposed to de-escalate situations. Not just randomly go punish people, kill people, arrest people, charge people money. They're supposed to de-escalate. The, the old small town type of sheriff used to be part of the community. People would know him, and they would interact with him on that basis, and they would enjoy talking to him, and all he would really do is, is you know, if he sees somebody driving drunk or whatever, he would put him in the holding cell and not ruin their entire life over it. And he would help a little old lady cross the street or somebody jumpstart their car. That's not the type of police that we have now. The type of police that we have now go to a situation and escalate whatever was already existing to something demanding the use of lethal force. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying I don't think dismantling is the correct word or the correct mentality or the correct mind frame that we have out there. What we need to do is get back to that old school small town sheriff. Get back to that kind of a police. Not get rid of them. Get back to that one where he would put somebody in the tank, but he'd at least realize that that is a person. It is a father or a brother or somebody that may just have had a bad day, had a drink, and then clearly after having a drink made bad decisions. Well, you know what? That's only going to happen when you fully dismantle what we have right now. Because as, as I'm sure you've seen, every time a good cop is identified, the system that is currently in place immediately evicts that police officer from the force. They punish the police officer. So I'll give you two examples right now. There was one police officer who went to, to a call where it was a man with a, a, a gun to his head threatening to kill himself. So this officer chose to talk to the person, not draw his gun, slowly uh, approach him with the idea to either have the guy hand him the, the gun or take it away from him and save his life. 
But before he got that opportunity, after about three or four minutes of talking to the person, his backup arrived. Those two officers got out of their car, saw what was happening. The gun was pointed at the, the person's head who's, who's trying to commit suicide. And they immediately drew their weapon and murdered the person. Right away, without analyzing anything, they saw a cop trying to talk to this person. The person had a gun to their own head. And they just said, oh, no, it's time to, to kill the person and killed him. So guess who got in trouble? The officer who tried to calm down the situation and save the other person's life at his own risk, which is totally fine. That's what you sign up for when you become a police officer. You are saying, I know that my life is, is at risk in order to save other people's lives. So he's the one that got in trouble. They said, no, you endangered your, your backup's life because what if the guy decided to suddenly point the gun and, and shoot those people or anything? It's like, okay, yeah, that's a chance. But that's part of the job of being a police officer. You can't just say your life comes first uh, above everybody else's. You're paid a commensurate amount for the risks that you're taking. That's the job. The other uh, example is uh, a female officer who saw her, her male uh, uh, comrade uh, choking a suspect to the point where he was going to die. So she told the guy, stop. And he refused. He's like, no, this guy's worthless, whatever, you know. And so she's like, no, you need to stop right now. He's about to die. And he's like, he's like, no, you know, back off. I, I know what I'm doing. What? So she pulls her gun, points it at him, and forces him to stop. The, the suspect was still arrested. He was, uh, you know, detained as well, the police officer, but not arrested or anything. And then when, when it all came down to, to the review of internal affairs and everything, she was the one that was, was released. From, from her job. He, he was perfectly fine, no charges, whatever, but she was, she was uh, forced to resign, fired, whatever it was. So every time you get a good one, they're removed from the system as if they're the problem. So until you dismantle the whole thing, there's no room for those nice sheriffs of, of years past. But here's the problem with that, right? So we're talking about dismantling the police, which is the narrative online right now. Uh -huh. And I don't see why when we put the new police out there or whatever replaces them, that it will be any different. Because what you're saying to me right now, it's all beautiful and I agree with it. I agree and I'm on the side of you with those two examples, right? That said, the only thing you've managed to convince me of is that higher above the system is broken and dismantling the police at this point, it just looks like they're the sacrificial lamb. We're just throwing them in the fire. The next system is going to be the same because the people that made this system, we're not targeting them. We're not targeting government. We're just dismantling the, the foot workers. Well, all of government is an issue. You have to dismantle everything. Yes, the person that fired the internal affairs side, the the review committee, the board, the unions, those are still there. No, no, they're, when all, we dismantle they're all going to go. And I'll tell you why. Because the moment you dismantle their, their, the force arm of, of their uh, legislation, everything like that, they, the enforcement arm of it, what, what's left to protect the rest of them? They're going to put something else in its place. The minute they talk about dismantling, they're already thinking of what's going to replace it. The whole dismantling isn't no police. It cannot go to the point where, I mean, we'll be fine if there is absolutely no police. That means someone comes on my lawn and it's hunting season. I'm fine with that. 
right? I'll survive that. I'm prepared for that war. Not everyone is. Some people will need help and they want to call 911 and they want someone Listen, to come and it's save very their simple. life. If you even want to have a chance at any of this changing, you have to get rid of them. Dismantle yeah. them. No. I haven't met a single one that, that was nice to me, polite to me, did me any favors, helped me in any way. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I'm the nicest guy that you could ever run into in any situation. And yet the police have always been rude to me and, and caused me heartache and, and legal issues and all sorts of problems for no reason. All, all they are, are are random tax collectors. And then you've heard of civil forfeiture, right? You like your stuff. So you're driving around. You happen to have some nice stuff in your trunk. It could be cash. It could be a nice laptop. It could be a beautiful rifle with walnut wood that's been expertly stained and sealed. Everything is gorgeous. It's, it's mint. And then they pull you over. They have a dog walk around, and they've trained the dog to, to fake a, a reaction, even though there's no drugs in, in your vehicle. They search your vehicle, and they're like, oh, hey. That's a nice wad of cash you got in your trunk. What is that for? It's like, well, I was just about to go buy a, another uh, used car for, for my daughter or whatever, and they wanted it in cash. And it's like, oh, okay, you sure it's not for drugs? Yeah, I'm sure it's not for drugs. Well, we think it's for drugs. So we're, we're, not, we're not stealing it or anything. We're, we're just going to uh, you know, confiscate it under civil forfeiture. And, you know, if you want it back, uh, there's a super easy process you can go through to get it. Here's, here's my card, and you can contact the department and whatever. And then you find out that there's no way to get it back. If you even want to have a chance of getting it back, you have to pay more than they stole to a lawyer to go to a federal court to prove the negative that you are not a drug dealer, which is impossible to prove, and then have them give you back the money minus 10%. And I mean, I'm fine with what you're saying. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I do know that those loopholes, as we'll call them, exist. Again, Loopholes is the, the cop. The cop at again, any point has discretion. You know that police have discretion, again, right? the thing. The cop could have said to himself, no, I don't want to rob this person yes, today. But, yes, but they're bad cops just like they're bad people. Now, anyone well, that Well, show comes, me the good one. Hey, if the cop is pulling you over and you've done nothing wrong and they're treating you horrible when you've done nothing wrong, then I can tell you that that's a bad one. That's everyone. That's everyone. Unfortunately, it's everyone that you've interacted with. And everybody else. Where is there a good well, police well, here's interaction? The thing. Did they have a bad interaction when the cop stopped them speeding? Did they have a bad interaction when the cop caught them breaking a law? Right? Listen, if you're saying... So you're going to assume that everybody's a criminal. No. You know the main criminal is the police, right? Listen, They're the ones you, out there stealing if, and if killing. If you're seeing a police officer, let's say, in the mall, and he's somehow just a, a horrible person to you, or you're seeing them in neutral grounds, and maybe that's the problem, right? We only see them when there's a bad event going on. Otherwise, there's no other reason to see him for the most part nowadays. The old sheriff you're talking about, as you said, he was in a bar with you. He was hanging out with you. You knew him. Whereas now, the only time you actually know a cop is when he's pulling you over for a crime. That's not true at all. You, you can see them walking around everywhere. But nobody talks to them. Do you know why? Because they know the reaction but that they're going to get. But here's the thing. That's, that, then that's a horrible way to do things. Because every time I've spoken to one in the mall or something, they've never been disrespectful. You've never spoken to one. Absolutely. You're just like everybody else. When you see the cop, even though you are full legal, you're not doing anything wrong at all, you still get that, that heart-wrenching anxiety on the inside of your chest because you know that the police themselves are unreasonable and will react in an unreasonable fashion. I don't deny that. 
that I feel that way. I think everyone does, but I'm not sure if it's because of the cops or that unreasonable or the fact that I just watch too much news that if you follow CNN or Fox or anything, these people are out of control. But whenever I've actually taken the time to speak to one, whether I'm going to the bank and there's one right at the front while I'm waiting, I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's always been respectful. And I mean, it's idle talk. It's not like I'm trying to get to know this guy, his family or anything, but he's been respectful. Whenever I've met one in the mall somewhere, just have a conversation, never been disrespectful to me. And that's my point. It's like there's no reason to be disrespectful. Now, if, that's if I'm doing 150 on the highway, though, and then I get pulled over, that person, I'm already doing something wrong, right? There's a speed limit of 65. I'm doing 150, whatever the number is. I'm just putting numbers out right now. I'm, I'm in reckless endangerment should take my license mode right now. But they'll just take your money. But exactly. Now, here's the thing. They have a reason to be kind of hesitant, right? Now, you have someone willing to break the law. Now, this person is either trying to escape a situation or maybe they're just trying to get home who knows? I get that part and I get the stress and I'm not excusing that. But ultimately, if that person to me in that moment reacts negatively, at the end of the day, I kind of played a part in that as well. Right? I'm breaking the law. So that's in and of itself. That, that in itself is a situation that may cause them stress yeah. because they don't know who they're dealing with. I'm going to presume to break down your personal experiences now, right? Yes. The only reason you had respectful experiences with the police officers in those random, short, public meetings that you had with Absolutely. them is because he can't murder and arrest everybody, okay? So if he's in a bank with 20 other people and you're there and you're just like, hey, and he's like, hey, you know, that's it. Because he can't do it. You know, he, he would be caught at that point. He can't just pull out his gun and start shooting everybody because that would be too obvious and people would lock him up for that. Or maybe his other officers would, right? Then your other experiences that you're saying, like, well, you know, if you're speeding 150 miles an hour and, and you're, you're playing a role in, in the way that he treats you. No. He pulls you over. You complied. You pulled over. There's no reason to suspect that you're anything more than somebody who enjoys driving their car fast. So he can easily walk up to you and respectfully say, hey, I pulled you over for this reason. I need to see your license and registration so I can write you a citation and then you can be on your way. And then you would be like, like, dang, okay. You know, and you give him the stuff and he's like, all right, thank you. You know, I appreciate your, your compliance. Here's your citation. If you don't agree with the amount or whatever, you can argue it in court and you're on your way. And you're like, okay, fine. But that's not what happens. They walk up to you already angry as if what you did was specifically against them in some fashion. And then they don't just tell you flat out what their business is with you. They start asking you questions. Have you ever wondered what the point of those questions is? It has nothing to do with what they pulled you over for. They're hoping to add things to the issue that they're going to fine you for. So if, if they say, do you know what the speed limit is here? And, and you say no. Now you're admitting to, to another crime because why are you speeding? You don't even know what the, the, the speed limit is. Where are you going? And if you tell him, oh, well, I'm going to this area and that area happens to have riots, is under a curfew or something, now you just admitted to another crime. You never talk to them because they never have your best interest at heart. They're there to harm you. They are not there to help. That's why we need to dismantle the whole thing. Anybody listening to this right now is going... Oh, yeah, I experienced that too because there's Listen, no other experience but, to have with them. But that's it. That's why I'm saying it's not dismantling that should happen, right? And 
why I say we have to be really careful when we say dismantle, dismantle. and get rid of them. Because rid of them. right now, that's not what we need. We need training because you're right. You're right in a lot of those things, but the correct answer isn't, hey, let's get rid of them. Yes, it no, is. it isn't. Yeah. It isn't. It's, there's good and bad to having them right now. Listen, there's they good do... and bad to having a tumor. Exactly. But what do you do to the hey, tumor? Listen, you get rid of it, right? That tumor is just all bad in no. the end. What there could be good for the tumor. Look, if you're trying to make a certain weight class in order to fight in an MMA fight and you're just like a pound under and you have this, this tumor inside of you that is a pound worth of, of, a, of a mass there, right? Now you get to fight in your fight and then afterwards you, you can remove it. There's some good and bad, but you remove that shit. I can't even right now. But yes, we have to weigh. We have to weigh the good and the bad. And if it's if that's the only good that it helps you into a weight class, then I understand removing it. But you would then have to go in and look on everything good. All the violent abuses that the police go in and protect women for. Are you kidding me with that one? Domestic Listen. violence is the cases that they hate the most to go to. But Do they you know why? still go to it. Because they, they don't know and who's you know on whose side. Agreed. And you know what? That's what I'm saying. But they still go. They still and make it worse. Listen. They still go. They still help out. Some cases they help. Some cases they don't. And that's why I'm thinking better training and then better accountability. Right? It's that the union, I will agree with, get rid of them. If you, like in this George Floyd case, right? If I have pictures of you kneeling on somebody's neck and them saying they can't breathe, it shouldn't take five days for you to get arrested. You shouldn't just get fired for it, regardless of whether you're a cop or a citizen. If you're a citizen, they'd have had you in cuffs, cuffs the first day, right? If you're a cop, the fact that they are so terrified that they have to build a huge case before they can even put cuffs on you speaks to the fact that it's a system that they need to address. So they need to address the system, not get rid of it, they need to fix it. And as you said, cops need to be trained to go back to the old school sheriff type, the old school small city sheriffing. No, no. And, and not, that's what needs training. to happen. It's not training them. It's well, the they trained them to be pretty much horrible people right now, they need to bring that back. As you said, they need to know not to escalate a situation. They need to know they shouldn't be trying to shoot center mass for everything. It's not just the training. It's the type of person who becomes the police officer. Because, look, when you look at the way the police act in today's world, who would see that and say, I want to be a part of that? So it's the people themselves are already coming in with a problem and somehow they magically pass the psychological examination that they give them. So you can only imagine what their true goal is for the types of people they're hiring. So you need to dismantle the whole thing. Get rid of them and start fresh with people no. who now will see that the police are normal and they're like, yes, I would like to be a part of this. But that's and the thing. that will solve the if problem. If you switch the system in and of itself right now and you say, hey, you know what? If you do this behavior... You're going to go to jail. There's no union protecting you anymore. And now you have to have the body cam. And if it's convenient that the car was parked in a way that nothing was caught on the footage and your body cam was off or looking in another direction, then you're immediately found guilty from the cop perspective. You're, the bad ones will leave. You're just arguing against the yourself. The bad ones will leave. You're, no. arguing, you're, you're arguing against yourself right now because why do you think they needed body cams in the first place? But that's place? my point. We have it now. And we it's still not it. enough to but stop these my, barbarians continue to murder people even with the body cam watching. I am agreeing that there are bad things happening. 
But the solution is what I'm saying is incorrect. Look, Dismantling and get rid look, of them is going to introduce a lot listen, more problems. Listen, the police that we have are nothing special, okay? When you call a police officer, you're not calling a, a, a magical moral authority with, with superpowers or whatever. You're ordering a gun like a pizza. Yes, that's okay, what you're doing. Agreed. That that means you're calling and what you're actually telling the operator is not there's an emergency, whatever. No, no, it's not that. You're saying, hey, I forgot to buy a gun. Can you please deliver one to me, you know, and hopefully the gun won't shoot me by accident. You know, thank you. I appreciate it. Click. That's what you're doing. Okay. So, so we need that service. I agree 100%. No. We cannot get rid of that service. We need it. No, because that service brings an amount of risk that would have happened to you anyways exactly. if you didn't call them. So just have your own gun and take care of the problem yourself. Hey, that's great for all the people that can take care of the problem themselves. But we have to think about all the 320 plus million people here. Not everyone can take care of themselves. Some people need help. And in this case, and that's what the service is there for. The other people carrying so, guns can so, help them. That's so, what a community is well, all we, about. The other people carrying guns may actually be the ones robbing them as well. So at the end of the day, that's my point. Well, clearly it's there's like, a robber, but, which is probably an ex-police officer. What we have here is a group of people that should be dedicated to being that neighbor with the gun that helps you in the event you have no neighbors willing to help you. That's all it is. So we do need... But that, that's not just in that event. That's, you're, you're adding the fact that, that you don't have a gun... Yep. That none of your neighbors are around to help you with a gun. Or want to help you. And that one of these ex-police officers, while they're breaking into your house to rob you, has a gun and, and is, is going to attack you and, and now you're trying to call another. No, yeah. th that, that's too many what-ifs, okay? So in, in practical terms, if you had a gun, problem solved, okay? Every, yeah. every monster movie, every horror movie. All Absolutely. Of, what's the, you know what's what? the one characteristic that all these movies have? But you know no what? guns. You know because what, the movie would end in two seconds. Here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, if you walk around and ask all your neighbors, and you walk around and ask all your family, not all of them own guns, want to own guns, plan to use the gun. They do deserve to have protection. Because though. they don't have a gun. Because... They see the cops killing people with guns. No. So they're like, oh, yo, I'd rather just take my chances and pretend like I'm no, just that's an innocent not the bystander. Only reason. I mean, I get what you're saying, but that's not the only reason that we know it. Listen, I've been robbed many times. Yes. And it's only been by police. No. Yes. Only I've only been robbed by police with, with uh, tickets and citations. You were speeding. I wasn't speeding. At the end of the day, you know what? And you know I have the evidence to prove it. I kept all of the you evidence from that case that shows he pulled over the wrong car. And do you know what the judge told me? doesn't matter. Because when the court started, as the cop was walking into to the courtroom, he goes, Hey, judge, how's it going? I can't wait for that barbecue this weekend so I can hang out with, with your family and kids. So what was the point of that? Listen. You know, the, at the whole end of the thing day, is a sham. At the end of the day, let's be clear. Government is always going to get your money. What's going to happen to you after the police is gone? So is those them. is those cameras that are on the red light cameras? Uh -huh. They're just going to go off twenty four seven, and they're just going to mail the ticket to you, and you're going to have to pay it anyway. Guess what? There's going to be no police to stop the people who don't want those photos taken from removing said post with the with the cameras on. There's going to be another camera tracking those people too, and, and that's that going to be a crime. But who? At the end of the but day, who's going to enforce the crime? Point, who's going to enforce it? The military, as I said, there is no way in which there is no police body. Get that out of your head. 
you thinking that no police, we're going back to the Wild West, everybody protect everybody, never going to happen. Listen, no one wants whether that. It can no happen, one needs that. Whether it can happen or not is not the issue. I'm saying is it should happen. No, no, no. What we need to discuss is presently what they're considering doing. And as I said at the beginning, the current plan isn't going to change anything. You're not going to dismantle it. Something worse is going to go in its place. The correct way is training. Oh. It's already worse. What have the police been doing for the past several decades? They've been buying old military equipment. What are we looking on right now, though? Why does a police department need a tank? What are we looking on right now, though? Now we're looking at National Guards rolling in. I mean, it's not going to go away. So, so you're saying just because things are going in that I'm direction... I'm saying train them correctly. Train them correctly. Filter Please. all the bad ones... And Meaning you have correctly. to get rid of all of them because no, they've been filtering they're not out the good ones. They're not all bad ones. They've been Come filtering on. out the good I mean, ones I, for a I long mean, time. What now. you are to me right now is the failure of the system. They've really hurt people, and I can tell they've hurt you too, right? And I mean, I get it. I get it. You've had so many bad experiences with them that, you know what? The good ones there, maybe they're in there, and you've just never met them. Maybe you've never had the chance to meet them. The only I want to believe they're good, good ones. ones. The only good ones that are there are the ones that haven't been discovered yet. And as soon as they're discovered as good, they're going to be removed, like the other two examples that I, I gave you. I get that those two were removed. You know what? I, I don't want to believe that all of them are bad. I can't believe that. All that of makes them no sense. are bad, I'm, minus the undiscovered good ones, which are few and far between. Well, there are a lot of undiscovered good ones. Then. And, like and every, just because there's one or two good apples doesn't mean that the whole bunch I isn't already spoiled. there's always more than one or two. Just like every company I've been in, there are a lot of good ones. They're very vocal bad ones, and you always hear about bad news. The problem is bad news goes loud, good news gets drowned out. Look, because that makes no sense. Makes because emotional. Every time that there's a police issue, it's never just one cop by himself doing it. There's always like a group of them doing it. But here's the, the thing. The most recent one had like what? Six of them there? Here's the thing. I'm not saying if six of them were there in this one event, right? I'm not saying it can't be one bad precinct. Maybe it could be one bad precinct. How many precincts do we have? I mean, as I said, you can't just take the one case with six bad cops. Compare that across taking... how many engagements they have per I'm year. not taking the one case. There are thousands of cases. And there are hundreds of thousands of good cases. And what you consider a good case, what they consider a good case, are those robberies that I speak of where they stole your money for no good reason. Listen, you broke the law. If you didn't break the law, then they wouldn't have stopped you in the first place. Listen, laws have wiggle room. You have discretion as a police officer. You don't have to rob everybody throughout the day. And if you are given a quota, you are able to show that quota to the media and get your superiors in trouble because there are not supposed to be police quotas because that forces the police to find crime Agreed. where there might not be Agreed. crime. I agree. That's 100% we're on the same page here. I am seeing a corrupt system that we just need to readjust and we need to really root down and understand how they came to pass in the first place. Otherwise, anything we put in its place, no matter what it is, is going to end up in this same situation. All we have to do is get rid of them no, we and don't. hire the nice people and change the psychological exam to one that's geared towards people who won't immediately but, shoot but you. But look on the, the sheriff's story you told me, how it started with the sheriff and became this. The minute you hire these new nice people and then this system gets a hold of them, they're going to become the same bad people. 
you need to dismantle them so that we can get to the people above them. And then once that's all fixed, then we can replace no it. No one's with a nicer trying suit. to get to the people above them. The minute we dismantle them, everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, guess what, guys? We dismantle them, and all the sheep are gonna go, yay, progress, and they're gonna go home right after and be super happy, and then they're gonna put a new one right in their place." Listen, same thing, same quotas, all, same unions. All of those things are possibilities. We live in a universe where anything is possible. However, it is also possible that once we dismantle the police. The mission continues, we get rid of the people who were responsible for the way the police turned out, and then we actually get change that we, we wanted. We should start targeting those people right now, but no one's targeting them. This is the same issue we always have, and it's the one we're going to come back to. Even if they proceed with dismantling, we're going to see it again. There's going to be a new police. They're going to call it Police 2.0, and it's going to be, you know what? Colored cops instead of Caucasian cops. And then five years later, same problem. Not even five years. I'm, I'm, I'm putting us way too far in the future. Five months later, same story happens. Because we're not targeting the system. The news is a part of the system. It's, hey, they need to sell papers. They need to keep you enraged. Listen, it sounds like either way, we have bad cops. And we need to get rid of them. It's simple as that. But that's, we need to address the problem is what I'm saying. You are saying we address it by getting rid of them. I am saying we need retraining. We need to adjust the system. We need to review the system. It's horrible you how... You can't retrain the, the people it's who became horrible. cops in forget, the current environment. Forget even the cops right now. We need to audit the system. Because here's the problem. The system never gets audited. It's funny how this government never gets audited with all the power it has. And we need to audit this system and say, Hey, what is wrong with this system that it allows bad cops to prosper, that it allows corrupt politicians to float to the top. That's what we need to look into. You know what allows it? That we never wanted to dismantle it before. We've dismantled If you look in history, you'll see that we have dismantled it. And you'll see that So let's do it again? You'll see that dismantle doesn't mean get rid of completely. They put something else in its place, which resulted in today. So either way, no matter okay. how you look at so it, so it's like mowing a lawn. You got to do it every so often. Okay? But it doesn't change the fact that the grass grows the same way you don't want it. And then you mow it again. Dismantle it. That doesn't fix the problem. What do you mean? What I'm saying is find a way. I still have my lawn and I'm it looks saying great. Get rid of the grass and throw stones on it in the sense of retraining it. It's retraining. And I'm okay with either one. Either way, you got to dismantle it. No, Whether you're replacing you it with stones or you're mowing it for maintenance, and you got to get thing. rid of it. It's, my thing is retraining. Retraining. That's how you change this. Listen, system. I've tried to train my grass. It just won't train. Okay? Listen, it keeps growing wherever the hell it wants to grow. Grass at all. And police aren't grass. Let's just be clear with this. It's a horrible analogy. What do you mean? <laughs> they do whatever the hell they want no matter what you train them to do. Listen. Listen. What I'm saying to you. It's simple. And I mean, I see where we're going with this. And it's fine. Honestly, I just, I can see that the point here is made. We've both driven our points home. And I can see at least we can at least find some common ground. There is a problem in the system, but dismantling it won't fix the problem. We really need to focus on what in the system's broken, fix that, and then the bad cops will get filtered out. When you know that you can't just be that guy that gets away with anything, you're going to think twice before doing it. And that's what we need to focus on. The bad ones will filter out if you just fix the system. No one wants to fix the system. The fact that... The f Here's the best kicker. 
The fact that the government is saying we're on board for dismantling the police should be the first sign to any citizen that that probably won't fix the problem. If government's on board for it, it's not going to fix the problem. And it's we know not it. that they're on board for it. They're clearly not because that's the source of their power. What they, what they are doing is they're just making sure that when the mob finally comes for the police, that they stop there and they don't keep going for the politicians. So, and then they realize we can sacrifice the current police because we've got a new one we're going to put back out there. We've seen them. Whatever, but the hope is, is that the mob doesn't stop with the police and they keep on going. That's why they have the National Guard right there to stop that mob as soon as they, when they well, try going. And my we, hope is that as soon as the National Guard sees that they're pointing their rifles at, at cousins, friends, family, they go, you know what? Let's turn around and, and keep this going. We would hope that that happens. But you know what? We have the police that's also pointing their guns at cousins and family. The end of the day... We need to adjust the system. And I hear no one talking sure. about Let's adjust these it laws. by getting rid of it. Look, that's, what ha that's why we're at the point of dismantling. Because it's been so bad for so long. All the talk about trying to fix and auditing this and doing that never does anything. So that finally, everybody just said, you know what? Let's get rid of it. And, and now it's finally happening. And you know what? I hate to say it, but at the end of the day, when they dismantle, if they do go through with that, we're going to see a new police as i said police 2.0 and it's going to be just as bad as police 1.0 because the problem is the system the problem okay. isn't the body of people fine so it ends up being just as bad as it was before so you're saying we should never try to do anything i'm saying life is about i'm risk. saying right now we should push harder to get the system changed like why aren't we why isn't everyone that's what, that's what they're doing why isn't everyone on board right now saying disband the union Disband that. Let's target it because we know that's one of the things. Well, yeah. Everybody wants to get rid of unions altogether except the, the people who run the unions. But that's a separate issue altogether. I Th think this problem with the police is, is so entrenched and it has been going on for so long, it's time to mow the lawn. No, I don't think so. I think that's going to lead to more bad than good, honestly. But, hey, let's leave it there. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?